You all right? You look fucking sick. You look diseased. I look diseased. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Don't apologize. Be better. Why do? I'm gonna. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna tell you what I did last night. But first, I want to know why you said that. Well, I said what? That I look diseased. Because you look. <laughs> what do you mean? Look. Like, at what me. do you think I did last night? Look at you. What, what do I think you did? What do you, I don't know. You guys Con- think I look all right? What do, I, what do I think you did last night? It looks like you contracted AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Uh, you didn't get diagnosed with leukemia? Is that, I, you're not going to say that? I got fucked at work. You got fucked? Yeah, I got fucked at work yesterday. And on my way home, I grabbed a 30 rack of Yinglings because they're like one of the few not gay beers. Um, sure. And then. Uh, I walk in the house and Nick was fixing up the bathroom. He's like, hey, uh, you told me on the phone you were getting beer. I didn't know you were getting 30 of them. I'm like, yeah. I said, Nick, I'm going to drink 10 right in front of you just to start. Just to I, spite you. Yeah. So I get up to seven in about an hour and my dad comes into the den and sees all the beer cans laying around. He goes, was that all you? And I wanted to say, no, Nick had some too, but Nick was about to drive me somewhere <laughs> So I couldn't throw him under the bus. He goes, why are you so fucking thirsty? I'm like, just depressed. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Just fucking then, parched, dude. And then I went to Garvey's Brewery. Shout out to Garvey's. You and- imagine drinking beer to like quench your thirst? Yes. <laughs> okay, that was a bad question for you. But- um, and then I went to Garvey's and drank about. But I mean, like, uh, imagine like, uh, like, like, uh, like athletes like yeah. playing football and they're like, uh, dude, I need to hydrate. And Bro, someone just I, they tossed probably them a- did that shit in like, you know, the seventies and eighties for sure. Okay. All my old coworkers are like, you know, back in the day we were shit faced. Back like in that- the day, uh, Joe Namath would that's chug cool. a bottle of Jack before that- getting on the field. Yeah. That's cool. You, you all operate heavy machinery. Yeah. That's fine. I-, I just want you to know my AIDS look is just dehydration. Okay. Good thing I just had a whole mess of Chinese food. You remember at the camp we used to have uh, sunrise days? Yeah, we would eat. Uh, we'd get the sesame chicken special, mm-hmm. and it was so hot. We'd eat the whole thing, and we'd eat the whole thing sitting in the sun. In the it summer was, uh, when it was 95 degrees. It was a rite of passage. It was a... Uh, what would you... It was also... At a summer camp, so it was in like an open field. There was no shade. Surrounded by children. And they were like, play with us. And we're like, dude, I'm on my fucking lunch break. We weren't. We we weren't. (laughs) Lunch break ended 40 minutes ago. We're still laying there and rolling around. I know, because it would hurt. Like when you would take that that one bite that would put you over the edge. It's like when you go out drinking and you have that shot. Uh And it's that one shot where you're like, fuck. The only the only way to eat an entire tray of sunrise uh, Chinese food was to eat it so quickly that your brain couldn't keep up. Yeah, because if you if you ate too slowly, about halfway through, your brain would go, "That's that's enough. I don't yeah. need any more." But here's the thing: I would show up to work shit faced every day, <laughs> not from the night before. Like I would show up to work. And that's not parking, on the record. <laughs> in the parking lot, I would start crushing beers and I'd put rum into my uh, coffee. So I was like drunk hungry by noon. Oh, which we uh, we all know from last week is uh, frightening. Oh, <laughs> fucking. yeah, that guy. Oh, the fruit salad. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what one guy commented. Oh, the Chinese on our post. food. Oh, that he was afraid. 
Yeah. Yeah. Imagine watching it. I would, petrifying. Yeah. It was bad. You think he's going to turn on you at some point. You know, it's like, uh, it's like a zombie movie. You think you're like, oh, this guy's going to take a bite out of me any second. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I watched him bite a man at a party. I'm like, holy shit, he might actually bite me. <laughs> he might actually do it. Ten to one odds, he takes the leg. Um, can I ask you another question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to do a podcast? Yeah. There's someone on the wing. Something. Kooky. Are um, you the Monopoly man? <laughs> yeah, we're stuck in our Jim Carrey impressions. Let's do all the things that you want to do. And you might think we did a Jim Carrey movie, but no, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> Close, though. We didn't do a Jim Carrey movie. We didn't do Bruce Almighty, but we did do... 2001 A Space Odyssey. God, I would have loved to do Bruce Almighty instead of this movie. I would have loved to do any movie but this movie. Yeah, and we want to say three things real quick. Three? Yeah. I agreed on two. Well, you you say your two then. My two? Yeah. All right, first and foremost, we are fully aware, there's not a doubt in our mind, that this movie was made in the 60s. 1968. We have our 60s goggles on. Put them on. Oh, right, we're looking at the lens. Groovy, eh? This is fucking groovy. All right, we're looking at it. Yeah, All right, the 60s. We know it was probably groundbreaking. It was for, probably... For the time. In 1968, it, was, it probably made everybody's brains blow out their assholes. We know. The but, problem is, it still sucked. Yeah. <laughs> the other yeah, thing I want to say is that it... it I mean, we'll get into it. it. It was a beautifully shot movie. Yeah. The cinematography know. was fucking phenomenal. If that's why you watch a movie, good for you. You'll love yeah. this movie. I got to say, Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick never really lets me down with uh, cinematography he and, is a, and shot he's, composition. He's a phenomenal visionary yeah. when it comes to the visuals. Everything else fucking sucks. Terrible. I hate that man. And I, like most of the movies that we do, I don't hate the movie as much as I, I just fucking hate Stanley Kubrick. I, yeah, I really, I, I don't. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to rattle off a couple things real quick. Rattle them. Uh, Clockwork Orange, very daring picture. There was some fucked up shit in that movie, but wasn't crazy about it. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. Obviously, the first 30 minutes is fucking gold. <laughs> Anything after Private Pile blowing his brains out isn't worth watching. I am in a world of shit. Um, I will end you. Uh, I, I will fuck you dude, up. <laughs> that, what, that's Who Tropic just, Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I fucking also hated Eyes Wide Shut, which was his last movie. Um, my brother watched it recently, and he calls me up when he's at work. He's like, bro, did you ever see Eyes Wide Shut with uh, Tom Cruise? I'm like, yeah. He goes, dude, it fucking sucked. I'm like, I know. He goes, why would you tell me to watch this? I'm like, I didn't. If you had called me, I would have told you not to watch it, and I would have given you a good movie to watch. Um, but That's yeah, I, I love when people assume that I, I like we like the 
like the stereotypical movie guy movies. Yeah, this might piss off a lot of people. Oh, I hope the it Shining does. is awful. Oh fuck! The I don't shining. like The Shining again. Here's Johnny. Yeah. Whoa! Uh, I will say though, it was beautifully shot. The shot composition was the scariest part of the movie. He did a good job with it. I just didn't. I, if if Stanley Kubrick wasn't such a psycho like he was reportedly, he probably would have made way better movies. Yeah, he's such a he's such a control freak I'll, though. He couldn't let other people do things he was bad at. Yeah. So like, why did he write this? The writing in this. Every one of his movies, the writing, even in The Shining, which was a book. How did you fuck it up? The yeah, writing sucked. And from Stephen King. Stephen King, the most famous author of all time, gives you a, a pamphlet, gives you a key, and says, make it. And Hey, take these words yeah. and put them in a movie. And Stephen King, I can't, are we picking up this vacuum? Probably. <laughs> okay. Stephen King famously... Hates The Shining. Mm-hmm. I like two movies from Kubrick. I liked uh, Doctor Strangelove and I liked The Killing. I thought you were going to say, I, I, I forgot Strangelove existed. I thought you were saying Marvel's Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, so, he and he had a movie that came out in uh, the 50s called The Killing, which was about a guy who rounds up a couple of guys to pull off like a racetrack robbery. And he kills them. And it was like an hour and 20 minutes. Short movie. It was perfect. And it's just like, holy shit. Like, this fucking movie, I because I tried watching it like twice before and I couldn't get past the first half hour. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, holy uh, shit. Uh, 2001? Yeah, or- 2001. So then I brought it up. To Keegan, I said, yo, you know what? It could be pretty controversial, but we should do 2001 because it's everyone knows that movie, at least people who know about cinema. No, it's, said, it's, we'll, it's it's probably one of the most famous movies. Yeah, I said, ever. and we'll probably fucking hate it, which will really piss off a lot even of if, people. Even if you've never seen it, you, you definitely know quotes from it without even knowing. Yeah, you know, or Or we were talking about before the soundtrack went on to inspire... Uh, yeah, many movies to just movies, copy shows. Obviously, I mean the Simpsons did everything with it. I mean they do everything with everything. But we uh, uh like lot of, we lot also of want. I I would like to say we are aware, so. There's this thing called the Beatles effect where looking back at uh you know things that started uh, like uh, cliches, like looking back at older movies, you have to be careful because a lot of the time those movies inspired cliches. That 50 years later, we're all sick of. Yeah. yeah. It's called the Beatles effect. It's like looking back at the Beatles and being like, this sounds like generic shit, even though they invented that generic shit. Yeah, which is why they are the Beatles. Um, that's part of the reason we wanted to do this movie, was because it's like what inspired all of this. And yeah. um, we've never actually watched it because I, I've seen parts of it. Uh, it never really interested me. And for good reason. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we discussed Kubrick, we discussed a little bit of, uh... Shall we do the plot summary of the week? Yeah, yeah, All right, everybody, (laughs) tune in to Keegan's plot summary of the week. Great, this again. (laughs) This week is going to be super easy, because somehow, in two hours of time... Two and a half. There was about five minutes of plot. The script of this movie could have been five pages, and I wouldn't be surprised. 
bunch of guys in space, which it's like 2001, which I think is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um, like Hal was created in 1992, but I digress. Um, bunch of guys in space, they find a rock on the moon. They find the rock and the rock starts screaming at them. And then, <laughs> then a year later, they send a completely different crew of people who we've never met before uh, to Jupiter. First manned mission to Jupiter. It's a historic event. And with them, they bring HAL 9000, a AI computer that is... My phone. You fucking piece of shit. That is, for all intents and purposes, uh, perfect. Uh, yeah. Once they are out into Jupiter, uh, the crew is grows suspicious of Hal. They're like, I don't know, this guy might not be as good as he's called. Might not crack. be perfect. Not, okay. I don't think he's all cracked up. To, uh, when he, you know. But uh, Hal catches on to their suspicion and decides to kill them all. <laughs> I got killed by a microsoft. Yeah, he kills most of the crew except for one who is out in a space pod rescuing the corpse of his friend. Which was pointless. The whole movie was, was clearly dead. Like, what do you? Uh, let me let me get through this. Sorry, sorry. Uh, comes back. Hal locks him out of the ship, and then uh, the guy kills Hal. Actually, incredibly easily. Uh, yeah. Actually, very little fight at all. Yep. And then the weirdest thirty minutes of cinema history happens, which we we did kind of fast forward a little bit. I couldn't sit there for twenty minutes watching colors and. The loudest soundtrack you've ever heard in your life. What do you stink over there? <laughs> I want you to know. I want you to know you're never safe because I can see you without looking at you. I can see you on my monitor. Oh fuck! <laughs> so if you ever want to pick your nose, watch out. I'm I'm watching. Um, and then to top of it, yeah. So then, um, I don't know. He uh, he he gets sucked into like a fifth dimension. By the way, the rock is alive. Um, the rock sucks him into a different dimension. Uh, where he rapidly ages um, in an English hotel, <laughs> eating steak and asparagus, uh, until The Rock turns him into a baby, to an embryo, and sends him back to the Earth. Which credits? Yeah, that I, I don't. Credits. I I. You may call me a moron, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> I, I'm. Hey, man. There's a deeper metaphor there, man. You're just not intellectual There's, enough to keep the, up with the, the people who like that are the people who think you have to be a genius to understand Rick and Morty. <laughs> I, I it's it, it, that's why I hate being called like a movie snob, even though I'm just a fan of good movies. Um, because I get lumped in with those fucking people that are like, oh, I'm an intellectual, so you don't understand. You know like, what? Real, real quick. Name off three of your favorites. I don't want you to think too hard. Three of my favorites? Yeah. I have a whole shelf over here. Uh, so if anyone's three. wondering how just, many... F- yeah, just so maybe people can get an idea of the type of movies. I, I hate I hate this uh, I hate this question because legitimately I have two shelves there's of a bookshelf so many, over here. There's so many answers. Those are all my favorite movies. But I just mean like three that you think could possibly define you, that you like. Um. Well, one's nobody's ever heard of, but you've watched it. It's Mr. Nobody. Yeah. It's probably my top movie of all time. Okay. Uh, Jared Leto. You should watch it. It's French. It's not in French, but it is French. Um, I, Cat in the Hat. Cat, I, I do <laughs> like Cat in the Hat. I like Cat in the Hat because the Dr. Seuss estate hates the Cat in the Hat. Yep. 
Um, I'd say Mr. Nobody, yeah. The Big Lebowski, which we did last week. Check yep. it out. Um, and maybe, possibly, um, I had a third one in mind and I forgot it. Maybe My Cousin Vinny? I don't know. That's a good movie. I'm just going to throw it up as my third because it is a good movie and I can't pick a third. I'm not going to sit here all day and jerk you off. How about you? Um, The the Godfather 1, The Godfather 2, and The Godfather 3. We don't talk about that. Uh, Three of my favorites... uh, I mean, oh, yeah, man, of course. Hurry I'll... up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, The Sting. Ooh. If you haven't seen that, check it out. Phenomenal fucking movie. Um, it's the one where Jerry Seinfeld is a bee, right? <laughs> I'm a bee. <laughs> I'm a bee. Uh, black and yellow? Black and yellow? Or yellow and black? <laughs> yeah, I would say, um, I'd say The Sting, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. And Jurassic Park. Ugh. And I want to say Django Unchained. Okay. Three completely different. Yeah, but yeah. some honorable mentions are, of course, like the bulk of the Coen brothers fucking, you know, Pulp Fiction. But that's like that's like a tacky favorite movie. My favorite movie is Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean? Yeah, I try to give you movies that, that maybe some of you haven't seen. I know a lot of people haven't seen The Sting. It was fucking great. And fucking hilarious. It was it was oh, so good. I'm also uh, shockingly, you know this about me, but just so we're all aware, I'm not like a huge classic movies guy. Like you ask me a lot of movies, and you'd be like, oh, have you ever seen uh, uh, Casablanca? I'd be like, no, why the fuck would I watch that? And, it was good. Uh, like, uh, it's like, it's the most famous screenplay of all. <laughs> Here's the looking at you, kid. Is the looking at you, kid. But yeah, like kid. Citizen Kane. You haven't seen Citizen Kane? Yeah, no, I a- haven't seen Citizen Kane. I tried. I got fucking bored. What do you want from me? Um, you know, movie we should have watched? The Anything? Fifth Element. That's Bruce a good space Willis? movie. That's a good space movie. Yeah, I actually jotted down some space movies that I didn't like, and I want everyone to get more mad at me, because here we go. I didn't like this movie, 2001. I didn't really like Armageddon. Uh, I didn't like Gravity, mm-hmm. and I, I I didn't really like a lot of Interstellar. Mm. I liked some aspects of it, but as a- I don't even know if I would put that on the list. <laughs> Very, uh, I don't know, just if we're talking about reputable space movies, I don't think it made the cut. I mean, I'm just talking about movies I didn't like. I know, I'm just saying. like, Yeah. A good space movie I liked, Apollo 13 and The Martian. Alright. Yeah. You know, I noticed you didn't say Star Wars. I wrote it on here. It's right there, but I didn't I don't know that's not like space. It's that's not like, yeah, hey, we're from New York and we gotta go to space. That's Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was I'm Bruce Willis, we gotta go dig a hole in an asteroid. And I'm fucking Ben Affleck and I gotta go to fucking space too. I'm I'm from Shoddy. Yeah. Alright, let's uh let's actually dive into this. Ew. Um so Where are my notes? I got my notes right here. Oh my god, my, my notes are like across my desk. Whee! Well, while you're rolling around, I just want to say, uh, oh. this movie, oh. yeah. we uh, we counted. Uh, there I, are, you, no, I was going to do a whole bit where I counted the establishing shots in this movie, but it got to a point where 70% of the movie is an establishing shot. Yeah. 
I I don't have Stanley Kubrick was like they need to, the audience needs to know that we're in space. Let's just say the opening when I was counting uh had 12 no, 14 opening shots. Uh, or uh, uh, establishing shots rather. I just want to say that there's nothing wrong with that. There's a a, a little I flick. I I want to say that that's a terrible thing to do. Well, hold on. It was 3 minutes straight of a desert. Yeah. No it was like more rock, more this. No more, music, nothing. No sound and effects. And I get it. He wants us to feel that the desolate just the emptiness, the uh, perhaps vulnerability. The, I get it, but you don't have to do that for a 5-minute montage of just the same rocks. Like there's a small movie called Midnight in Paris directed by Woody Allen that was really good. And it opens up in Paris. And he opened up with a little montage, but there's some good music behind it. You're getting into the culture kind of, and it dissolves right into the first shot. And it was done in 40 seconds during some opening credits. It was done really well, and it's whatever. I mean, but when look, you spend five fucking minutes on a rock. I'm look like, at our movie last week, Big Lebowski. That movie opens up on like a minute and a half of a tumbleweed blowing through Los Angeles. Yeah. but it And was, it made it interesting. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let, let, um, let me explain what I mean by an establishing shot. A landscape, all right? It, and it's just that. <laughs> it's just, this is where we are. That's what an established shot is. We're here. Where are we? Here is a picture of a desert. Okay, yeah. we're in a desert. We've established where we are. This movie did that 14 times. Yes, it did. One after another. Yes, it did. And then it didn't even have the fucking, the goddamn common courtesy to cut to something interesting. Because right after the 14 establishing shots, we spend 12 minutes with a group of monkeys. Yeah, it was 18 minutes. It was MVP all over again. Ah, I said it. Oh. I said it. I fucking said it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was 18 minutes of just monkeys discovering to use a, a bone as like a weapon, which I, we all understand that there's a metaphor here. I know. I'm not well, a that, that, that's the annoying thing is uh, I don't know if it's just because we're not a 1960s audience, but I feel like I was getting what he was trying to say a lot faster than he was saying it. Yeah. It's like you ever talk to somebody who speaks really slowly and they're like halfway through their sentence and you're like, yes. Yeah. I, yes, I, and they still keep going. You know who does that? Sorry, my brother Nick. Brother Nick. Brother Nick likes. And I was like, and he was so like. So then the stoplight turned green. And I was like, what I like about Nick so, though, his punchlines are pretty funny. But it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah, all that buildup does make for a better punch at the yeah. end. But you know, Kubrick really just like, it, and it wasn't just in that opening. It's not like we're nitpicking this one incident. It was the throughout the whole, whole fucking movie. The whole movie. That just dragged. Like, it was two and a half hours. He could have made this an hour 45. I'm not kidding. This was like five minutes worth of movie. Hey, dude, take out. the first 20 minutes out of the fucking movie. There was, I have it right here, 46 minutes in is when we decided that that's when the movie should have started. And, like, and then another 45 minutes goes by and we set it again. We're like, okay, this is where the movie yeah. should have started. Because I get it opens up at the dawn of man. And that space rock fucking thing shows up and it's like, oh, we get it. It's been there since the beginning of time. But it didn't really matter. They could have been in the spaceship that half hour in like, hey, we discovered this 
weird rock on the moon. It, yeah, I don't know okay, if I, cool, I, cool. I don't I don't know what he was going for. I don't know like I don't know if it's the rock moves or if there's multiple rocks because spoiler alert but the, the rocks are like living creatures like they're yeah. they're alive. Um so I don't know if his point was that they move or that there's multiple of them or that they're like a race just like yeah, the apes or the humans or if the the beginning wasn't like on earth or it was very confusing and I feel like it never went through the trouble of explaining it. It didn't come full circle, which is unfortunately one of the themes that he had tried to prove in this. <laughs> yeah. It all comes back. Except for the movie. Except for the plot. Except for the writing. Um, so after all that monkey shit, you know. All that this, monkeying around. All that, all that monkeying. <laughs> We're not doing this again. Uh, they uh, they go to a spaceship and there's uh, this doctor guy who takes a Pan Am flight to the moon. Oh, yeah. Really, uh, really quick. None of the human characters matter. No, I don't even. I don't even think it said half their names. I don't remember half their names. Uh, one guy was uh, Lockwood. Okay. Or Haywood. Okay. <laughs> this is news to me. Well, uh, I mean, the the first crew, the guy we spent an hour with in the beginning of the movie, just vanishes. He just completely goes away, and for a while. And they're introduced, and then they introduce a whole second crew going to Jupiter. And those guys don't speak to each other at all. They're, I think they have one conversation together, and that's when they're like, hey, this Hal thing's kind of fucking creepy. Yeah, because what they did was they put an AI fucking thing called Hal 9000, which is like the perfect computer, never makes a mistake, whatever. It's like they put Siri on a spaceship. So <laughs> Siri makes mistakes all the time. Yeah, oh boy. Hey, so Siri fucked my sister. You know, actually, did you ever get that AI on Snapchat? Yeah, I, I didn't speak to it. Yeah, I sent it a dick pic and it got really <laughs> mad. Oh, gee, I wonder why. It was like, please stop. And I was like, I don't, no, need, I don't I, need consent for a robot. I'm begging you. Come on. But the laws of robotics. And say nothing she just about replied, dick she's like, I don't want to see that. Why are you hard? How do you know what it is? <laughs> yeah, I was like, how do you even? You know, Lucas got it to say the N-word. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You know the one I'm talking about? Uh, Nicaragua? Yeah. Uh, With, without neighbor? the uh, What? Neighbor? Oh, I, I was like, whoa, I thought he said it. <laughs> uh Oh, you mean... <laughs> you mean... Oh, naggers. Oh. Naggers. Right. Um, but anyway, so Hal is like the perfect computerized device to help them through their space mission or whatever. And then the two guys... I really are, don't know what it was doing. Yeah. And then the two guys are talking in the other room and they're like, hey, man, I don't I don't think this thing's, you know, oh, yeah, I don't think, it, you know, what if blah, blah, blah happens? And Which I sure enough, blah, blah, blah happens. I don't... I don't... It could be that my fucking brain was scrambled eggs by this point. Mind you, this is like an hour and a half into the movie. Um, and this is like the second thing that happens. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't think they really had a reason to think that. Like Hal wasn't like doing anything weird. Yeah, he just made a mistake. They weren't like Hal, how long will it take to get to the moon? And he's like, My favorite color is blue. <laughs> like it was we well, gotta get well, this thing the fuck out of here. The whole thing is that um, their satellite, their communications array, is broke. Is going to break. Oh, <laughs> so it can predict the future. <laughs> yeah, it's going to break, and uh, he said. So they go out. They take the piece, whatever, to, to fix it. And Hal's like, I don't fucking know what's wrong with it. I've never seen this before. 
uh, why don't we put it back, let it break, and then it'll be easier to fix. And they all go, that's kind of fucking weird. Huh. <laughs> that's kind of, hmm. Which granted, I guess, yeah, it is kind of fucking weird. I was suspicious of Hal at this point because I know Hal is a movie antagonist. Yeah. But th- that was that was it. They were just kind of like, this is and I, weird. I just want to say, when they start talking about Hal and like second-guessing him, it, I think that it was like so beautifully shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, again, Kubrick's shot composition is impeccable. It's just... He has such good ideas that just get horribly executed. He's fantastic visually, and, yeah. and everything else sucks. He can't so, do anything but that. So Hal watches them talk, and you can it kind of puts you. It shows like close ups of the guy's mouths talking, and they're in the other room, and Hal's like looking, and it's like well, even better than that is, is right before that. So they're they're like in their pod, their like landing rover thing. Yeah, and you have a character on one side of the screen. Um, and then character on the other side of the screen, and there's like a porthole in the middle of them, and through the porthole is Hal's little red eye. That's a nice shot. That is yeah. a Hal's in between them, causing them mistrust, and that's yeah. visually represented. And then when it shows the close-ups of their mouths talking, it cuts back to Hal, and it's like, that's when you get that... Not him. It's more obviously stated that he's like become self-aware, really, which I thought was like perfectly represented in a matter of 30 seconds. And it's like if Kubrick just fucking kept that pace. (laughs) Why couldn't you do that the whole time? I know because I liked that. And he was like reading their lips and then he just like decides to just start killing everyone off. He sends one guy flying through empty (laughs) fucking outer space. There's that like was four, so abrupt. <laughs> there's like two or four astronauts in like hypersleep, and he just cuts off their fucking levels. Yeah, and you just watch them all flatline, which would have been awesome. You, you were freaking out during that. They're like, "Oh, that'd be so cool if this happened." But and, and Stanley then, Kubrick goes yeah. out of his way to ruin moments like that. Like, yeah, you know what he does? He takes too long. And what we were just saying before, you have your reaction before we get there. So then when it's still going, you're like, well, now I just know that. Yeah, when, when it was during the movie, I was saying that he gives you too much time to think about it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the fact that this is like a 50-year-old movie or what, what 60. Um, yeah. I don't know if it would have taken longer to figure out in the 60s, but it's like you figure it out and then there's still two more minutes of the shot. It's yeah, like, you're just like, all right. Yeah, I get it. Like, I, 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 have, I get it and I've gotten it. He yeah. gives you way too much time to sit there and think about what's happening in front of you that it gets to a point where it's like absurd. Yeah. And and I was saying too, um, a lot of the notes I took, um, they they come off super nitpicky, like because there's legitimately nothing else happening. So I'm sitting yeah. there breaking apart every tiny thing that doesn't actually matter. Like I, I wrote a note that the architecture of the ships don't make sense. Because there's what nothing, else is I'm there? sitting there staring at the walls, like because I'm like, why? Why is it like? Because yeah. there's nothing else. To, I'm the shot is a guy sitting there eating dinner, watching the news, and that goes on for, for like, so for like seven minutes, long. and the news is about them. Like, yeah. why are they not He's like talking? fangirling over himself? And it's like eating his green paste. So I just have to, yeah, I have to sit there and like micro analyze his fucking his green pe- his green yeah. beans, and and casserole paste. 
Like I, I, I it taking so long. I turned it around. I'm like, what do you think that tastes like? Like I, 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 yeah. need, to, I need to be st- stimulated. Yeah. And, um, what do I, dude, I don't even, I got my notes, but I already fucking talked about everything. My last note was, I can see the greatness in this film mm-hmm. for its time. But my following question was just, how did it hold up as much as it did? You know? Well, you know what? Like, I, I, I I get like the, what we talked about before, like, oh, the music and, and how, and like, there's some quotes, but like, how is it just that famous? Oh yeah. How do, how do people still, still. masturbate over it? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the shining where it's like, there's that one, like, oh, he's got the X and he, you know, he a red rum or he's like, here's Johnny. Like, yeah, he's got a couple famous quotes and the famous hallway scene where the kid's on the bike. Like that was really eerie. And I thought what it was elevator. super creative. Well, but it's like that's not enough for this shit to be. I uh, so I, I I I'd never seen it before today. Not not in full. Me either. I what I was expecting was a okay movie that hadn't aged well. But what I was left with is I don't know how anyone ever liked this movie at all. Like I I can't I, I if I saw this movie in theaters I would have walked out twenty minutes in. Fuck yeah! I, I like this scene. It was such a waste of time. And I, I don't mean as in like a waste of my time. I mean like all it did was waste its own time. Yeah, it had two hours of runtime, and all two it wanted, all it wanted to, do, you, you correct me one more time. I'm gonna, I'm well, gonna, it's I'm gonna two get and a it. half. <laughs> um, it, and it spent that whole time just like huffing its own farts. Like it, <laughs> it didn't just Kubrick's got a brown paper yeah. bag. He's got like a he's got like a gas mask took, hooked up to his own ass. <laughs> Let me, just shove, oh. let me just shove this tube up my ass and just, oh, you know, you know what that, that actually sounds like the ADR of the astronauts <laughs> in this movie. Oh, the breathing. That's something I, w- I want to touch on in a second. But uh, so my, my conclusion was that um, there was a really fantastic movie buried under a mountain of bullshit that every time when this movie finally hit its points, it hit them very well, but there's just so much space in between every point that it's 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 absurd. Yeah, no, and and you know what? And the one th- like here's the thing: if I see a bad movie, I'm like, yeah, all right. If I see a good movie, I'm like, okay, fuck yeah. But when I see a bad movie that had like wicked potential, I get so fucking mad. It hurts. Like you know what? A perfect example. Would be uh, there. There are two two examples, real quick. One, we talk about this movie all the fucking time, mainly just because we're making fun of it. No country for old men. <laughs> like the first half of that movie is like gut wrenching, and you're on the edge of your seat, like oh shit. They set up everything's so great, and then the antagonist just walks off, and then Tommy Lee Jones wakes up one morning. He's like, I had a dream last night. <laughs> Yeah, I was like a farmer or something. Yeah, yeah and it's was, like, what the fuck? The next I was movie, fighting space aliens or something. That's pretty crazy. The next movie I want to say is David Fincher's Gone Girl. Mm, Bro, that movie yep. was so dope up until yep. they show Ben Affleck's dick. I'm like, Ben. I, why and it got real do? dope. <laughs> yeah, it was like, why'd you have to do that? Like, if there's a shot of him getting into the shower, and it's from like the waist up. And then the camera just kind of goes like. I'm like, why? What was that hey, little dip? I saw that. Yeah, I, I saw that. You get back here. I mean, I mean, hey, man, you know, he's he's doing all right for himself. But also, it's like, I was, 
on the edge of my seat for that like whole fucking movie up until the last like 15 minutes to me it just got a little silly the ending really pissed me off too like yeah it wasn't enough that the movie was like you know you're on the edge of your seat the whole time it's like then oh then then he actually he actually chooses her and they're still married yeah and it's like obviously he was like kind of weirdly forced into it it was just weird but I don't yeah, know. it was, it was like, i i just i don't know it, but it's weird how like a one little decision like that yeah it's not little it's the whole plot because but the, the third act is the most important i mean yeah we watched this fucking movie and the whole time like this better have like a kick-ass fucking ending <laughs> Big baby big. heading to Earth. Big big, big baby. Big baby. <laughs> oh my god, big baby. Look out, it's a big baby. Oh my god. Hit the fucking deck. Yeah. Big baby coming. Uh, ah. Why why am I doing like Godzilla bit over here? And oh it's my close. god. I thought you were just doing a racist Asian accent. <laughs> big bow, big baby. <laughs> oh my god, big egg roll. <laughs> big <laughs> <laughs> Let me get through this. Uh, I don't think I want you to. I have to debate editing this out. <laughs> Big <laughs> Ow! Ow! The fuck? What the fuck? Are you Ow. kidding me? Now I definitely have to edit this out. Uh, everything hurts. My tummy hurts. <laughs> um, you got the alcohol shits, don't you? No, it was like that time I almost shit my pants at Mohegan Sun. That's what I'm talking about. Those are alcohol shits. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, so there's a big baby. <laughs> you need to compose yourself? Yeah, hon. You're getting a character here. Hopefully not that Asian character again. <laughs> no, you'll edit that out. It's fine. I'll keep it in. No, Let's just, I mean, I, I was so, making it abundantly clear that we're the butt of the joke there. <laughs> yeah. So we're making fun of the racism itself. I don't. I don't like explaining jokes. But yeah, that bothered know. me. We'll edit that part out. So yeah. So I was like, this better have a kick-ass ending, and then it ends with big baby heading to Earth. Um, big embryo baby, which yeah. I don't. I still don't get. I don't yeah. get it. Like I don't know if I missed something. And quite frankly, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I just uh, read up a quick thing with Kubrick who. Did an interview in like 1980 who said like, oh, I guess I'll try to explain it. You'll try to explain your own movie? You should have done that in the movie. If we get to the end and I still don't know what the fuck happened, you fucked up. What bothers me is he's like, what I think happened. I'm like, what do you mean what you think happened? You wrote the fucking (laughs) thing. I would never show the world a movie and like, hey, so what do you think? What's your interpretation of your ending? And he's like, I don't know. Like when when people ask Tarantino, they're like, "What was in the briefcase?" He leaves it open ended, mm-hmm. but you know, and a lot of people have so many theories. But it's not like he's like, "I don't know. I don't even know why there was a briefcase." Like, yeah, I've 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 personally written stories that were kind of vague in in their meaning, and it's. I know, I know what I meant, but yeah, it, like there's you, a clear. You let me read your short story about the guy who wakes up in a hole. Yes, and that was actually a really interesting little short. Thank you, and I enjoyed it a lot. You know, and you know, you wound up telling me everything behind it. But I it, did. Yeah, <laughs> I usually don't do that. But I'm your friend. Hey, well, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a clear difference between not knowing and not telling. Yeah, like and there's he did both, and uh, <laughs> he doesn't know what he didn't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, he, it, 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 there's not knowing, and then there's 
leaving it up to interpretation. And, and it's very obvious when it's one or the other. If an author just doesn't want to say, or a writer doesn't want to say that that's, that's cool. He's leaving it for your interpretation. I like that. I don't think that's what Kubrick was doing because there is nothing for you to grab onto. It's meaningless. It's if if he, if he did have some kind of meaning, he did not let anybody else know. There's, there's nothing to grab onto. There's nothing. I, I think that when you leave things open to interpretation, I think it's perfect because they say you, sh- you know, obviously always leave your audience wanting more than giving them. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, whenever I write but, a short story, I, I, I'm not telling you what it meant. Yeah. What it means, it, whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. That, that's the, uh, that's why I like it. As the writer, need to make sure that it makes sense. Yeah. It's like there's one thing of, you know, again, leaving it open or just being like, it's like, yeah. Why put it on paper? And you need to make sure that you're explaining what exactly what you mean even if you're trying to be vague about it like um people have given me scripts and i i i give them feedback and then they go oh well no you don't get it it doesn't if if i don't get it you fucked up brother yeah yeah that's not my fault even if i say hey i don't get it and you wind up explaining it to me it's like okay what you're saying was not in here yeah but you you need need to put it in here you need to point out the things in your script that are supposed to tell me that if there are things you leave in the script that are telling me that and I don't pick up on it, that's my fault. If you're if you if something you you're trying to get a message across and I don't get it and you didn't do any work to make me get it, that's your fault. Yeah. And even if even if you are leaving things that you think people are gonna pick up on, if they're not picking up on it, you're not communicating them properly. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, like writing is fucking hard. I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm writing a script right now about a guy who gets stuck in a screwdriver. You know, it's <laughs> <Okay>. like <laughs> Like the drink or the tool? Tool. Uh-oh. How do you get stuck inside of a screwdriver? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I got to figure I'm out. I'm trying to think, like, how did... <laughs> you know, but as a writer, you need to really think and, you know, make sure you have these answers, even if you don't want to share the answers. You need to know, like... There's ways of, of telling people without saying it. Like... Like if I if I want to say your shirt is what is that maroon? Yeah, I guess it's like a red. If I wanted yeah. to say Charlie's shirt is red without saying the words Charlie's shirt is red, you could be like Charlie's shirt was the color of roses. Yeah. Okay, well I didn't say it was red, did yeah. I? But you've seen white roses. Maybe it's white. Yeah, but <laughs> you know when you leave, like I love when things are left like in endings of movies left a little open-ended like one of my favorite endings of all time you, you're gonna you're gonna gasp at this eternal sunshine of the spotless mind i did not gasp i agree oh i thought you were gonna Percent. go oh well that's not oh i do that, that i love that movie that, that's my favorite rom-com yeah and it was left open-ended but in the most perfect way because the characters didn't even know mm, yeah so when the characters don't know it's like okay well like they don't know so like fuck it or it's, it's whatever a, happens happens. Yeah, it's like an unraveling. Yeah, it's like it gives you enough in the beginning to know what happens at the end. Yeah. But but when you just do big baby heading to Earth, and you don't I'm, even fucking know what it. If means, I watch so. that movie again, which I never will, yeah. I still wouldn't get it. I think that's the issue. Because nothing you, fucking happened, man. My so it's funny that you brought up my favorite movies because Mister Nobody. Um, it took me five, like four or five times watching that movie to kind of really understand what the fuck was going on. Yeah. And that movie's riddled with 
things that barely make sense. But then every time you watch it, you pick up on something new and you kind of start getting it. Like it, it, it's, yeah. it's dense, but it's there. Um, and that movie's weirdo complicated nonsense. <laughs> it, yeah. And it, it, it works perfectly because the, the seeds are there. It, it, it's not, not telling you, it's just being very weird about it. And, I think that's what this movie was going for and not and just landing. Yeah. Not, not, not getting it done. Yeah. And you know, to me, that's like the case with a lot of Kubrick's movies. Like when you watch the shining and there you go. When you watch the shining, uh, you know, they told Jack Nicholson in the beginning, Hey, the last time the, you know, a guy worked here over the, you know, summer season, he, uh, uh, winter season, it was like he fucking killed his family and killed himself. And Jack Nicholson's like, yeah, well, you know, a uh, little bit of quietness to get my writing done, maybe just what I need. And then he winds up hacking up his family. Trying to, and he fucking mm-hmm. dies frozen. But at the, the last shot of the movie is a is a photo of like a, a gala event dated from like 1930 or something. And the first, and it's like a hundred people in it, and it zooms in, and Jack Nicholson is right up front. And it's like, well, what does that even mean? <laughs> what what was this then? And oh, it's yeah. not like it's like, oh man, it turns out that blah blah. blah. It's like, no, n- this doesn't fucking make sense. At least not to me. Maybe I'm a retard, but like, what the fuck, man? I gotcha. I was lying the whole time. It turned out none okay. of this mattered. All right. Yeah, and like it was just yeah, the, it was just weird. He like walks past a room in that movie, and there's like a guy sucking another guy's dick in like a bear costume or something. I don't, don't you talk about my weekends like that? Right? <laughs> I was in the bear costume. <laughs> I was the bear costume. <laughs> I gave you that guac guac three thousand. Um. Yeah. You know. <laughs> again, like there's there's good examples of what we're talking about, and and this is just a bad example. I mean, if you can't go back. And watch a movie and and get all the pieces that you know didn't make sense before the big twist. You did your twist wrong. Uh, yeah. I mean, like uh, one of our favorite movies ever, Usual Suspects. One of the most famous twists in movie history. Beautifully done. Great movie. Whole entire scene where the detective, you know, looks around the room and yeah, and then the fax the- comes in and he's and like, then you kind of think about it and you kind of rewatch it and you're like. All the pieces are there. Yeah, you this see the clues, and it, it's done perfectly. And the movie was like an hour and 40 minutes, didn't milk anything, you know? It was perfect. It's a genuinely good twist. It's like, oh, I, I can believe that. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't even call this movie a twist, but it, it's just... Uh, it's just, know. oh, this happened. Yeah, and I don't know what it meant. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, I, don't, I don't even know if it was twisting anything. It was. We were surprised. We thought... So we were always under the impression that Hal was more important than he was. Yeah, I thought he was like, I thought they were going to, I knew about the monkey thing before I watched it. I knew there was like a big segment of that, but I thought like right off the bat, they were going to be like, gentlemen, like you're on going on this mission. We've set you up with Hal 9000, who's a blah, 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 give you know, a little exposition there. And then they go up into space. And I thought the thing was just going to like turn on them mm-hmm. and they're going to be fighting for survival. And that, like, I thought it would have been sick if they unplugged him and he was, like, still here. And it's like, oh, fuck. Or anything. I mean, yeah. 
he really put up very little fight. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, was like, he goes, he goes, what was the guy's name? Dave? I don't know. Something. He was like, stop unplugging me. Oh, please stop. Please stop. I'm so scared. I can sing you a song. <laughs> Daisy. Daisy. <laughs> like, there was a point where he was just going, I'm afraid. He's like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. It's like, you're, you're a computer. You don't have feelings. Yeah, I thought you were the bad guy. Who's the bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Yeah, yes. and and, and, and we we understand the significance of everything. Don't but don't what, don't don't go into our comments and try to explain this yeah, movie. To you us, know, because we watch the fucking yeah, thing. My biggest issue is like when he goes into the space pod to like try to save his corpse of a friend in space. It's like, oh man, he's got to like catch him and go all the way there. He shows us that he's going all the way there. Oh, yeah. And then when he starts unplugging Hal's like computer chips, there's like 20 of them. You're going to watch him unscrew 20 fucking plates. Like everything, like he like shows it, you everything. It's like not a great example of a wonderful, wonderful, one of my favorite directors, Edgar Wright. Love him. Who in his editing, Simon Pegg's character gets transferred to like wherever to go be a cop or something, whatever it was. And it shows him packing up all his shit, leaving his apartment, catching the train, showing up to the hotel all like that quick. And he made it funny with his editing style. Cause he's a fantastic editor. Um, but like Kubrick just like wastes so much time with it. He's like, we're going to sit here and we're going to watch this whole thing. Like, if a guy was making a PB&J, you'd see him walk to the cabinet, grab the peanut butter, put the peanut butter on, grab the jelly. Meanwhile, in, like, an Edgar Wright movie, it's like, bread, done with lunch. We don't, we don't need to see I every... Know, I know, but he showed you fucking everything. It, and, There's and, a sex scene, you're going to watch this guy fuck for a half hour. It's like, you're going to watch him pull the unwrap the condom. Yeah, you're gonna, put the condom gonna on. going to fuck up the race. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, come on, these fucking rappers are I will say the first time I had sex, I was so eager that I just like I unraveled the condom before I put it on. I like ripped it open. I was like, "Yeah, oh, you degloved it." Yeah, I degloved it, and then I was like, "Fuck!" I like the like I like keeping it like that, and then just putting my schwanz through, you know, like a like a docking sequence. Yeah, like a ship ship it's coming like, into port. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, <laughs> the fuck did that? That was a weird sidetrack. Yeah. Look, uh, Stanley Kubrick, I want to <laughs> talk about condoms and how to put them on. That's because Stanley Kubrick is a condom. <laughs> 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 fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's so unnecessary and like comedically unnecessary until it's two and a half hours of it. We were going to record us watching this movie. We should have. We should have. We didn't set up the camera, but I think it was like an hour and 50 minutes in. I kind of had like a panic attack where I snapped into like a fit of rage. Like I slammed my notebook down and threw my hat. I'm like, motherfucker, this motherfucker is not doing shit. It's like, there's still 45 minutes left. Nothing fucking happened. Because so we, we, we've talked about our movie theory. The, are the worst thing a movie can be in our opinion is fucking boring. Like, yeah, even if a movie, even if a movie sucks, if it sucks bad enough or it's exciting 
it's fine. You can watch that movie. Make fun of it with your friends. The worst thing a movie can do is sit there and bore the fucking piss out of you. And this movie beat us to death. Oh, yeah. With bored. I was so... I was I I we we just started hitting the little fast forward button. Yeah, because we knew the shots were going to take twenty minutes. So we're like, click, click, click. Yeah, the click, first click. first half of the movie, we're like, all right, we'll sit here. But then the second half of the movie gets along, and you're like, I can't, I can't sit here yeah. and watch another twenty that, minutes. That sequence of him going through that dimension or whatever, it's like a six minute scene. It, I'm like, bro, it's like and it shows it feels, his eyes and his face. He's like, it look f- what it did <laughs> to my face. It feels. 30 minutes long. Yeah. All and and you know what the worst part is at that point in the movie, I know that the payoff isn't going to be worth it. So I'm not going to sit there for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh just to be shown a little English hotel room. Well, like it I, wasn't it wasn't I, like exciting. Like he wasn't flying through a wormhole and on the other side, uh Thanos was getting his nuts punched in by <laughs> Spider-Man. Like I mean, I I don't like the Marvel movies but but that's exciting. You yeah. know, it would be like if if you finally get to the end of the fucking Avengers movies and Thanos is like, let's sit down and have a tea party. It's like, well, I what don't happened give a was, shit. I read up quick that Kubrick said that he wanted to put the guy in like an unfamiliar environment similar to like a zoo. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, what? And that's what he kind of, he would like sit there and eat and he'd sit in his bed and sleep. He would just do like the basic things. But like, that wasn't like why? I mean, dude, when when he just showed up in that like French hotel, we were like, oh, like, are you going to come drink some tea, with Margaret? Me? There's a strange spaceman in my living room. He's walking around in one of those red suits and oh, he's scaring I, me. Oh, I think he's about to run a bath. Uh, he's going to run a bath and he's looking around and oh. he's looking around and it's frightening me. Oh, poppycock. Poppycock, I was just about to have my oh. creme brulee until this spaceman. Oh, yeah. now we must feed him, get him some blood him sausage. Get him some sausage and get him some creme brulee. Get him franken beans. And then he's going to drop the wine glass. And then I'm going to turn him into a baby. Oh, well, now he's an infant. Oh, goodness me. What I, I thought at God first. save the I queen. Thought he went, <laughs> I thought he went somewhere else. He did. And he was looking at himself. But it turns out. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be. But like he was this. in the pod. And then you see him walking towards himself. But it was. Like, no, that's just him now. Yeah, it's very confusing. Yeah. Um, I thought he like got there and he saw like another version of himself. And that's why he was so freaked out. But as the camera turns, uh, the pod version of him disappears. And you're just left with the, the other version. And it does that a couple times. And. Uh, like once or twice, it was oh shit. Yeah, he's uh, just getting old, really fucking. Three, fast. four, five, six times, it was like <laughs> I get it. Okay, and then that rock that kept appearing in the movie, like, the Rock the Johnson, with the monkeys, and then on the moon, and then it shows up again, and he goes to reach for it, and it turns him into a baby and sends him back to Earth, and it's like big baby. It's like okay, is he gonna grow up now with this knowledge of what he's experienced? Well, no, because I I like, think what, the, like what is <laughs> I th- I'm I could be wrong. At this point, I wanted to put a gun in my mouth. I I thought the baby was the same size as the Earth. Was it not Big Baby? It fu- yeah. So he I'm can't not grow. Do this bit again, but it was Big Baby. 
Well, so he can't grow up on the earth if he's the same size as it. Unless he was just really close to us and he was like going to head down to earth. I just, I don't even give Dude, a fuck. That's what that, that's the worst part. Yeah. For is that I didn't care. Is that. Like it's, go or don't. The fuck do I give a shit for? Eh? It, it's, he spends so long beating you over the head with shit that doesn't matter. Yeah. Towards the end of it. I don't care. Like the little parts that I could sit there and think about and figure out, I don't give a shit about. And if any of you motherfuckers <laughs> do give a shit, let us know. Talk to us. You can comment shit. We'll talk to you. I just, I'll talk to you. Because I, I, got, I don't want anyone going to our comments and trying to explain this movie. Oh, I hope you, I hope you fucking do. Oh, you don't get it. because I'll even put on my 60s glasses. Throwback to a cocaine bear. We got oh, a guy God. in our comments being like, you don't get it. It's funny because this really happened. Ugh, it's like, no, we did it. Yeah, the bear ate eight pounds of cocaine and died. Yeah. but the, like, Ray Liotta didn't show up. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Why the fuck is a bear doing all this cocaine? You're never going to believe it. So there was this fucking bear. This <laughs> fucking bear, right? This fucking bear. Now, Karen, still going to go out. Still going to do cocaine. Like, trust us, we we, we tried. Yeah. We, we we gave it our all, and don't, we really did. Don't don't act like us fast forwarding through the twenty minutes of establishing shots yeah. means we weren't paying attention because I, I we were paying attention very deeply. That's why it didn't make any sense. And, and for real though, like, let me know if you genuinely like this fucking movie. Like, if you really did like it, and it's like one of your favorites, or you got a poster of it in your room, or some fucking thing. Let me know why, because I'm, I genuinely want to know, like, what did you like about this fucking movie? Like, not even to be a dick. I don't even want to fight. I just want to fucking know, how do you like this fucking movie? I got to take off my 60s glasses. Was that your 60s accent? You just sounded like a Guido. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go. Guido from Brooklyn. I got to go to the bathroom. Are you always in the middle of recording? Well, how far in are we? We're 55 minutes in. Are we going to wrap it up? I no. All right, then got to go to bed. You want to see my poncho? I should have worn this for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, boy. Trippy <laughs> huh? yeah. as fuck, huh? Oh, <laughs> hey. Check me out, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Think you'll even notice? <laughs> the fuck are you, oh, what the fuck are you wearing? Hey, it's my new poncho. Oh, it's so hot in here. Yeah, it is. Now I have a poncho on. Oh, my stomach. Would you shit? Yeah. That was a fast shit. Uh, yeah, I always do that. Don't. Oh, my stomach, dude. It's time for your monthly uh, quit drinking. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Let's start recording. I never stopped. <laughs> uh, funny guy. You're very funny. We could cut this. Uh, I won't. But we could. I'm not going to. This poncho is so comfortable. My coworker uh, did not want me buying it, but I did it anyway. Did you get that at a cigar shop? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> no, but look, it's got like a Native American and an eagle on it. It's drippy as fuck. Huh? <laughs> What's a drippy? Is that new lingo? Drip? All the yeah. Kid, all the kids are using these days. Well, you know, hip hop invented it and then yeah. children stole it. So. Faux shizzle. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. He's got the drip. Drip-tastic. Get that dirt off your shoulder, am I right? Uh, Jay-Z hasn't been popular in years. I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay. Okay. Uh, So anyway, uh, what was the last thing we left off at? This movie fucking stinks. Stinky, stinky movie. This movie smells like my ball sack after a hot day at the YMCA. My balls are hot at the YMCA. I ate sunrise chicken at the YMCA. And then I cooked and died. <laughs> then I died. Yeah, uh, this movie really was. Uh, you know what, dude? I was more bored watching this movie than like than Cocaine Bear. Even MVP. We didn't visually record that podcast, but it's episode three, I believe. Nope. Four. Five. Episode five on Apple Podcasts or Spotify is MVP about a chimp who becomes most an NHL player. Most vertical primate. Now we watched MVP two, which is where he learns how to skate. Sorry, but he does play a fair <laughs> amount of ice hockey in the second one, too. That was more entertaining than this movie. And it was just the same shot of a chimp riding down an alleyway on yeah. a skateboard over and over Featuring again. Featuring Bob Burnquist. For five seconds. He does, a, yeah. he, he they couldn't does some afford, vert skating. They couldn't afford Tony Hawk. <laughs> Who could? Yeah, right? With all those video games? But you know you know what you had? They had to pay that monkey? Considerable amount. You know, I'm going to... I'm going to say that out of ten... Because I did enjoy Hal, or like the idea of Hal, and I enjoyed the cinematography. Yep. I'm gonna give this like, like a two out of ten. <laughs> nice. I I think the cinematography is the only thing, the only redeeming, only redeeming quality of this movie. You can't redeem yourself out of that shithole. No, <laughs> that is a, just so bad. And uh, I don't know. If, if you like it, good for you. I don't know what the fuck you see in it. Yeah, me either. But, I don't know. I'm just I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> I don't feel good. This movie made me sick. <laughs> no, that's I'm the AIDS, we- buddy. I'm wheezing. That's I'm, the AIDS. I'm wheezing. That's your AIDS. That's because I took a vacation in Bangkok. Hooked up with multiple trannies. I dragged my dick through a field full of glass. The trannies came up to me when I was wearing. I don't my- think you can say tranny. <laughs> Why? I, I, I don't think that's the political. That's not the preferred nomenclature, dude. That's not the preferred nomenclature. <laughs> it's not about the tranny who peed on my rug, man. The Chinaman is not the issue. No, but like, I went to Bangkok. That guy's, that guy's playing video games. Tranny was like, I like your shirt. You got the drip. Let me fuck you in the asshole. And now I've contracted AIDS. Wow. I'm sure we just insulted an entire, like, four different groups of people. Oh, I could do worse. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say the (laughs) N-word. Don't make me do it. Here he comes. (laughs) 